0: Hi, welcome to the Run Before You Walk podcast. My name is Steven. I'm Matt. And what we want to talk to you about today is creating quality online worship services with volunteers. Most of us, and I'm sure most of you, are working at small churches, maybe medium-sized churches, and you probably don't have very many people running around who are paid to focus on how cameras work and how graphic design works and things like that. What we're going to talk to you about today is how to do that reasonably well with volunteers.
1: And I know I know this as well as you do. I'm my congregation before the pandemic was running around 80 people on a Sunday morning. Uh, very, very limited budget. Um, we had for uh, in terms of our church staff about about six very part-time people, none of which were tasked with video or audio or any of those things. And and so when when the pandemic started and we needed to move online, uh, hi, I'm your AV person Mm -hmm. and it was miserable. Not only was it miserable uh, doing it, it was the results were miserable because I wasn't good at it. So when Stephen offered to, he volunteered to do our Easter worship, he created an incredibly quality experience out of the raw materials that were already here in our church
0: mm-hmm. before we got to that service how had your parishioners responded to um what you had been editing
1: together they'd been positive they 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 were excited to see their friends okay. you know when when somebody that they went to church with was on the screen uh the the format that we were using has little heart buttons okay. they're there they'd hit the little heart button to go the hearts would float up the screen whenever their friend would get on screen i would say a thing during the sermon that they they, they would resonate with, uh, and they'd hit the little heart button, and that was wonderful. Or even in the comments section, they'd say, love seeing you, Pastor Matt. yeah You know, and all right. that stuff is really great. It's great stuff. Yeah. But um, these were all people who already loved us. If a person had come in who had never been to our church, they would have seen something that was not great.
0: Uh, yeah, that's putting it kind that of. That was it. not great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then on that Easter service, that's the first service I did for y'all. I leaned into something that I think is really important. Um, I believe strongly in anchors of quality for our small and medium-sized What do you mean by
1: anchors, anchors of quality?
0: So, so what I mean by that is that most of our churches need to have periodic elements that are top-notch. So even if you haven't got to the level where everything looks pretty good, at least there are these occasional graphics or videos or are something that, that do look top-notch. See, that,
1: that was a major shift for me as a pastor was, you know, I, I use, uh, I use a, a worship service management software, mm-hmm. and, it, and I think of elements of the service as being uh, welcome and greeting, mm-hmm. uh, the passing of the peace, uh, the, first, the first hymn, right. uh, the sermon, the benediction. I, I never thought of, but say some of the elements that you put together. Well,
0: so for example, some of our elements are, there's the five-minute countdown, which is because of this format shift that we've been talking about. Um, after um, in your passing of the piece, you often ask a discussion question. So we've got a little um, almost always a 45-second little countdown. It's some graphic or something, and there's text on screen, but it looks good. And the people in your comments engage with that. And it, let's not get distracted by your comments. We're going to talk. We're going to have later. a whole
1: episode on that.
0: Uh, yeah, but we've got little things like that. There's a sermon bumper. We're doing that people probably know say, what say what, say, is.
1: They might not know what a sermon bumper is. Well, like a sermon
0: bumper is a short- We're small
1: churches, remember?
0: It's, it's a short <laughs> video. It's a movie that introduces the theme of the series.
1: So going back to these anchors of quality, mm. I, I have to admit I had Some anxiety mm. Because I had this sense like, okay, so you have um you have the call to worship rec- uh, an opening prayer recorded by a parishioner in their bedroom probably mm-hmm. uh, so whatever quiet room they could get in their house right and it's dimly lit and it's it is what it is it's a it's a regular person this isn't an actor mm-hmm. and they're recording a one minute video of a prayer Okay. and it's not going to look nearly as good as what comes next because here's the amen and then Dun, 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 of the of the uh, of the bumper vi- of the bumper video. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, will these high quality videos bring down the, the feeling of quality for the work of the prisoners?
0: Yeah. And how has that turned out?
1: Uh, my experience of it has been that having these moments of quality has actually increased our our volunteers' uh, wishes or wanting to to increase their levels of quality as well. In fact. So, we, we created an opportunity early on to record their portions of the worship in this space, mm-hmm. and they almost never, in the beginning, almost never took us up on that okay. and went ahead and recorded in their dimly lit bedrooms or whatever. Okay. Uh, but since we've started to use these uh, quote-unquote anchors of quality, they're far more often willing to use the well-lit uh, uh, space here. To, yeah. to record they they want they want to raise their game
0: yeah and the truth is uh, we can give you some tips on how to do this but the truth is that it is possible to use cell phone cameras to produce results that look as good as my fancy expensive cameras um, there's some tricks to how to do it you have to get the iPhone camera the cell phone camera in kind of ideal conditions um, but those aren't as hard to pull off as. Ideal condition sounds really intimidating. Let's, let's
1: let's talk about let's talk about ideal conditions because, okay. because I think it sounds it sounds harder than it is. Tell, tell us like what would be if you if you found yourself at a church, okay. uh, like many of ours, uh-huh. uh, and they're liturgist if you, if they're that kind of a congregation they have a liturgist and they've recorded their prayers and scripture reading etc. Okay, they've done that in their dimly lit bedroom. How would you fix it?
0: How would I fix that? So uh, the thing you need to know about cell phone cameras, this is true of all cameras, but it's especially true of cell phone cameras, is that they really want a lot of light. So the first thing I would do was I would get them out of that bedroom and I would get them in some part of their house that's much more brightly lit. Most kitchens are much brighter. Um, I would open up all the windows and I would have them stare out into the window and then position the camera so that it's filming their face, right? So all of that light from the window is shining on their face, and they're getting two things. They're getting lots of light, and they're getting smooth light. And in fact, if they wanted to push this idea a little farther, uh, this might be easier to imagine. I would get them outside standing in the shade. Outside is obviously very bright, and standing in the shade ensures that there's nice, smooth light. They might have some noise concerns by the time they're outside. The so same,
1: parishioner, same parishioner, okay. uh takes... Uh, took the first video uh, in the bedroom, dimly lit. Okay. Uh, they did the second one, and now you have a frame of just their face. <laughs> right. uh, what do you do now?
0: <laughs> right. So what I've done is I, I literally, the first few times we work with a person, we did this at Trinity. I would send them a PDF that's got um, a diagram of like a, a waist shot for the, for the liturgist or someone reading scripture. That's probably what you want. Waist up. And then I would show them where in the frame to position themselves. When in doubt, just stand right in the middle of the frame. Uh, and then the other trick, I, I'm surprised how many people uh, position the camera way down here or something like that. Just get the camera up, eye level, pointed at your face. It's really straightforward.
1: Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that, though, because if you've got chubby cheeks like I do, uh, <laughs> it looks a little better from just below, I think. Oh, is that yeah. I think that might be true. Or, or, or is it the other way around? Maybe it's from above. I, I want the one from above, like all the selfie selfie girls. Oh, right, right, right. You know, yeah, like, uh, yeah. They, yeah, don't I'm do wanna be, I want to be an Instagram influencer and record my sermon like <laughs> right. this. Just straight on. Okay, so let's say, let's say Stephen, you have that first person. The first person records in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Uh, the second one, you get just the face. The third time, the parishioner says, you know what, Stephen, I'm done with you. You know, I
0: I wondered about that, and I worried about that with Trinity, especially since at Trinity, like, I've met a few people at your church before, but I don't I don't really know your parishioners. I was sure, and I was communicating over email. I don't think anybody even got a phone call from me. I was sure that sooner or later someone was going to say that, but uh, but they didn't. I think the truth is that people could see each week that it. Oh, that oh, that is better. And then, if someone felt had strong feelings about it, I think the truth is they could see the other folks in the service were starting to improve things, and um, everybody everybody was a team player about it.
1: Yeah, and, and and this is all hypothetical at this point because Trinity has had their leadership. You know, where where I'm the pastor has had their has their worship leadership has pretty consistently responded well to Stephen. Mm-hmm. We had we had uh, a couple of people have minor hiccups along the way mm-hmm. like one person uh, has said uh, they don't want to watch when they're on oh yeah uh, so,
0: I think a lot of folks are uncomfortable yeah with, and, and
1: with I, I I can't as, as like a, a strange extrovert I can't imagine I want to see more of me <laughs> right right <laughs> but I but I can get it um, yeah. but uh, but let's say pastors we're talking just to past pastor to pastor now yeah. you have a you have a worship leader who will not take uh, the the really honest positive critique uh, we need these things to be different uh, I yeah. think there's a version of this. You just can't let them keep doing it. Yeah
0: What would you do if someone in your Sunday morning in-person worship service? You gave them a prayer to read or a song to sing and you said I, I, I need two verses And then I need you to end after the second verse and they said they said no You'd probably be friendly once or twice, but eventually you'd you'd probably stop using that person in your worship service.
1: Eventually, I think that's true. And so, and so it's this this isn't negotiable, mm-hmm. uh, because these these are we talked a little bit about it in the first in the first video about creating a consistent vibe. There is no way to create a consistent vibe without basic, basic, basic cinematography. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, uh, personally. Uh, you and I have talked a little bit about some of my concerns with uh, the anchors of quality and parishioners, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, being like, I don't want my church to look like a mega church. Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you say, have you experienced that Man, with other churches? I've
0: heard, so, I've heard that a lot. And uh, when, I, I don't hear that in public, but when I hang out with some of our colleagues, I think I hear that a lot. I think a lot of our smaller churches, and for those of us that are progressive, we're hung up on at least two things. One is we consciously don't want to be a mega church, right? We think of mega churches as impersonal, and we love the personal nature of our small churches. And so I think sometimes we react to things that feel mega churchy without without really thinking. And it here's really. one of the
1: things that I want to point to as things that we think are mega churchy. We think quality in video and graphics and in design. In, in music, and uh, singing and performing of music, we think these things are mega churchy. Think, yeah. think about this for a second. Quality is now a negative. Yeah. Uh, and I've been there. I actually have these moments in my heart sometimes about when I get real judgy about the mega churchy environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, quality has been democratized in this high-speed internet age because almost everything is downloadable. Yeah uh so like for example Steven's gonna put a pdf in the show notes about mm-hmm. about how to how to record oneself in a way that is reasonably good mm-hmm. um that that was you would have had to gone to a library and learn taking a book out of cinematography at some point or, or photography right. today it is available in one little click
0: yeah and and with the device you keep in your pocket
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah i think i think we really need to reflect on on that
1: and further, like in, in Trinity, we have the, the total amount of equipment that we have for our recordings uh-huh. is under $700, including the camera. Is that true? Under $700.
0: Yeah. And that, that's a camera you bought about that's a, a month ago.
1: A camera I bought a month ago. It is a 4K digital video camera uh, that is uh, interchangeable lenses and everything. And we're still under $700 total for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. Um, We are going to create a few more videos, and I'm sure over time you will see us creating more and more content that can help your church develop this quality so that you can make this format shift first to online ministry, and then um, we're filming this on like February 3rd, 2021. So soon we'll all be forced to sort out what uh, hybrid ministry looks like. And so we're going to keep creating content for small churches to do that stuff well. Thanks for your time and we'll see you soon.